0: I know you are, and what army?
1: <laughs>
2: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 279 of Video Games Hot Dog, a hot dog about Podcasts. podcast time. <laughs> Kevin and I are very tired because we just spent an entire weekend standing in a booth at PAX showing a thousand people our video game I, and smiling. If
3: we had actually been standing in our booth, I think I would have felt better because I got some freaking floor padding and everyone in our booth was just sitting down and we were standing on the concrete floor in the goddamn hallway. Uh-huh. That is true. That's the
2: problem. <clears throat> yeah. Getting out of the way of nerds, getting in the way of nerds. Yeah. If they were nerds, we wanted to slow
4: down. Have they, they invented, like, someone should invent something where it's, like, a leg brace, you attach it to your thigh, mm-hmm. and you can fold it back and just sit on it.
3: Mm.
0: Like, oh,
3: okay. I've seen, like, knee stools. Like, like, butt stilts. Like an ass
4: Yeah, like
0: an yeah. ass stilt. I mean, there, <laughs> yeah. there's, like, umbrellas that have a seat that folds out on the back of it. Yeah. Okay.
2: That would not... But, that oh, works so great so when, so you when you're sit like down when you're jumping off on building?
3: grass, but not so good on like a concrete. Well, they ground. have them with like mm.
0: rubber ends instead of the spike end, so it okay. would it would it would not be too bad. But I feel like those probably aren't comfortable to sit in for real long. You would want something that like I don't know attaches to your spine or something.
3: <laughs> we had we had two different forms of seating that were uncomfortable in their own different ways at our booth we had like these little folding uh, stools which were kind of uncomfortable they didn't have a back uh, also my proctologist diagnosed me with folding stools <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a, a, a butt tesseract Origami.
0: <laughs> uh, that's, that's, uh, a,
3: that's a tool album right yeah and then we bought some inflatable chairs uh, that were actually not too bad yeah, they were fine um, but they
2: felt good at the end of the day. That's true. Uh, but, yeah, we let everybody else sit down and play our video game, and we were standing up, handing iPads to different people. And but, uh, From what I saw, people seemed to like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin only took pictures when people were smiling.
1: Good. <laughs>
2: that's smart. That's but smart it was easy. Move. It was easy to find people smiling.
3: The trick is to to get synchronized smiling, when, especially when people are looking at different displays because they're looking at, like, the jokes are not synchronized in the game, which uh. is, I think, a technology that we need to work on.
2: <laughs> yeah, if we start re- just waiting, like, we don't allow something. It's like res. You, know you, you yeah. know, you just force everything to happen a few frames later so that it can be on the beat. Yeah. Right. Uh, we just make sure that a joke only happens every three and a half seconds. That's, Yeah. You end up with some dead zones like that one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, we're out of it. Plus, then Kevin stayed up all night working for some horrifying reason.
3: Uh, I am. So, I ha- so I. So my computer is broken. I need to get it repaired. Uh, I want to get it repaired while I'm out of town so that it's the least burdensome to my workflow. And so, uh, I'm leaving town tomorrow because I going back to Boston. Yeah, I didn't get enough of Boston, so I'm flying back there. Didn't get enough of being in a fucking airplane. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I have flown across the country and then flown back uh, two days later ever before. It's it's a dumb idea, I think, in general.
2: You've never gone on a trip to New York or Boston that was only two days? You have. You've done it with me.
3: No, but I mean... You know. But it was a dumb idea every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. traveling
2: together is bad. We slept in bunk beds. It was adorable.
3: Ch- children's, a children's bunk bed. A yeah. child's bunk bed. Yeah, we were borrowing a bunk bed from a child. <clears throat> they, they gave it willingly. They didn't. Even- uh,
2: I want to give a shout out to to uh, listener and, and fan, Brendan McLaughlin, who brought us some Anna's Taqueria burritos to yes. the booth and a care package with cough drops and water and granola bars in it. And it was, it was just, um, I don't get sincere on here uh, <laughs> all that often, but it was like, it really meant a lot to us that yeah, that, so uh, so. that you did that, Benjamin. It was. Uh, Wait, did I say Benjamin? I meant Brendan.
3: No, you said <laughs> I, I think you said, "Well." Now I can't be sure of anything. I'm
2: sorry, I called you Benjamin, Brendan. I'm now, just very now tired. Now
3: I don't know which name is right. It's Brendan. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Did, did you give Did you give Brendan some Benjamins?
2: <laughs> no, I offered. I offered, but he said, "No, I don't want your Benjamins." Oh. Stop calling me Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do this weekend, Riff? Did you go to PAX East?
0: Uh, no. I went to a thing last week, though. I went to... Uh, what was it? I went to, uh, Seattle with my parents for the, um, uh, 48-hour, um, film festival. The 40, 48-hour film projects film festival. That oh, seems so- like
2: way too long of a movie. <laughs>
3: Did you so? Did you make a movie as part of
0: this, or did you my, my just watch? A lot, a I just I movies? just watched them. I I went because my dad was in one of them.
3: Okay, uh, what? What? So this was like a premiere. Was it like a red carpet situation?
0: Not really. There was like one night that was like the awards night where we got dressed up. But who did you wear? Uh, who did I wear? <laughs> just yeah. I, just, what designer? Just was it a
2: Men's Warehouse original?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a Dillard's. <laughs> Oh. Did you wear a hat? <laughs> no, I didn't have an appropriate hat. Riff, you are a guy who wears a hat I know, but I only have one. <laughs> and it's so not do you good for do you would you say
2: you didn't have an appropriate hat or that there isn't an appropriate hat for a man to wear at any time?
0: <laughs> no, that's certainly not true.
2: <clears throat> okay, you're allowed to wear a base a baseball cap, but only if it's backwards and only if you're on a boat uh, in Lake Havasu during spring
3: break. Or how if do you like twelve? Years you're old? the one that's really talking riff maybe it's just the hat oh uh yeah what if it's one of those hats I, like I in star go. trek <laughs> <laughs> where they have the little the little tail coming out the back
2: yeah yeah you know the hat that burrows into your brain yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, I think it's more likely just a the the hat is a mouth and it just eats the top of your head
2: oh like, i see it's got yeah like little teeth around the brim what right. about those hats that khan drops into people's ears to mind control.
0: Those them. those right. little tiny hats? Do they like mm-hmm. burrow into your brain and then unfold to brain size, so now your brain is wearing a hat?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's probably like a yarmulke.
0: Mm, right, yeah. Because it has to, I had to it borrow has to a fit hat because between it was the brain and the skull, sure. Zero right. degrees. A zero degrees yeah, of we, hat.
3: We walked a lot in some very cold weather, which was uh, new to us.
2: We watched our pilot just eat shit and face plant on the way into the plane uh, because it was so cold that there was ice on the floor in the jetway so
4: it seems like a situation where you have the referee like give him a bunch of questions about like
3: what year it is and who's president (laughs) before
4: you let them fly the plane
3: Yeah, Yeah, everybody was like are you okay and he was like yeah I'm fine he's like no really are you okay (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah, he didn't actually hit his head he just landed face first in his luggage okay was man yeah Wearing those slick shoes—that's why you don't dress up nice, huh, Riff? That's true. Did you fall down on anything?
0: No. Luckily. In your slick shoes? <laughs> the, I think it's possible that my dress a, shoes a have, have, would have been good souls, for the.
2: So. <laughs> the
3: how was your How is your dad's role? It yeah. was
0: all right. He was. He was. He was fine. Um, it's, Did he have a
3: speaking role?
0: Yeah. He. Um, I think if you look for it on YouTube, the title of the of the short was uh, "Happy Birthday to Me." probably if you search for that plus 48 hour film project it'll come up uh the 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 concept of this thing for anybody that hadn't heard of it it's basically like a video game jam um the
4: i have never heard anybody call it a video game jam that's amazing
0: well as opposed to what just (laughs) game jam
4: yeah exactly That's have just. Yeah, I know exactly. I, guess, you know, I, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, being I just, like, I've specific, never heard these, these phrases. <laughs> well, sure. And I've seen people make board games at Game Jam. So, yeah. like, you, sometimes you need to be more specific.
3: Has anyone ever made jam
0: at a Game Jam? Oh. I've never
3: seen that happen.
4: Pac Man okay.
0: flavored jam. Um, but yeah. so, what this thing is, is um, all these teams get together in different cities all across the world, and the people that are organizing it give each team a uh, a genre and a character's name and occupation that they have to use, and a prop that they have to use, and a line, a specific line of dialogue that they have to use, and then so, and then they have forty-eight hours to to write and film and edit this a short movie like a I five have, or ten minute long movie from scratch.
2: Yeah, I've seen I've seen one of these. I've gone yeah. to one of these in Phoenix many years ago. Now yeah. that you uh, uh, now that you describe it that each way, each
3: team gets a different theme yes. and, and set of set of starting conditions. Yep. Uh, is there anything that unifies? the particular weekend or whatever
0: not not that i was able to determine from watching okay. them um, so that's
3: that's pretty different than a regular uh, video game yeah, jam yeah that's true that's true
0: I guess, I guess the theme is we're making movies <laughs> so okay but um and then in each the the teams in each given city uh those films are i guess com- competing within that city and then the thing i i went to was all the winning films from each city were were filmed or screened at this film festival, and the thing my dad was in was the the winning movie for Pittsburgh.
2: Is it's your dad eating? Uh, is your dad eating some trail mix out of a bowl?
0: Uh, he's eating like malted milk balls out of a box. Okay. Did, did yeah. you look it up and see if? Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: I did. I didn't recognize him without his glasses. I was going to
0: say that's that's a real weird coincidence if you just guessed that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Your dad's, a, your dad's a handsome gentleman. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's doing good at acting. He's, I definitely believed that he was eating malted milk balls out of a box.
0: <laughs> There's another one he was in for that, that thing that, uh, that didn't win that I wish I could think of the, the title of it because he has a more prominent role in it as he, he plays a, a, an old man who accidentally hits a girl with his truck. And this mysterious lady and her husband appear and offer to solve the problem for him. And it turns out that they're cannibals.
1: <laughs>
0: so that's super weird.
2: Your dad is like a he's a college professor, so he's a guy that can talk.
0: Yeah, he's he's an English professor. And after he retired, he got back into like community theater and acting and stuff. Okay. Okay. I, I was curious
3: how like how he got to be involved in all these things. So yeah. that, that makes more sense. Uh, did he get to tell his joke uh his, his favorite his favorite joke which, part of the... which about Emil, about Emil about Emil Zola's yeah, sister gonna, yeah. that
0: was the one I was gonna guess uh he, I have not heard him he didn't say it as part of the movie no okay <laughs> if if there had been if he had like won something significant at the thing then he that I I would say there's a, any any chance that that uh if he had if he had <laughs> had the opportunity to stand up and give a, a speech then I would not have been surprised if he managed to work that joke into it
2: <laughs> Do you guys ever tell
3: jokes anymore Like canned prepared
0: yeah. jokes Yeah no, once in a I while if if it comes up I'll, I'll I'll there's like a couple of those weird dumb skeleton jokes that I wrote for Kingdom of Loathing I'll I'll pop I, off one of those but
3: If I'm talking to like a kid who might not have heard it before I'll sometimes tell a couple jokes okay. because they're like a fresh audience and they they need to hear these eventually, right? Yeah, I feel yeah. like I used to tell jokes and I used to hear a lot of jokes, and now it just never happens.
0: It's like it's yeah, it's a conversation that doesn't come up much. Is it, is it because
3: we've gotten older, or is it because the world has changed, or do you think it's because you're a humorist and nobody wants to
1: uh, give
0: be, you nobody uh, wants to talk material shop. for free? Yeah. yeah. That too. <laughs>
2: Did I ever tell you guys uh, my favorite joke that I learned uh, when I like maybe in like the year 2000 or so?
1: Uh-oh. It's about no. two
2: guys that are on a road trip. These two guys are on a road trip, and it's uh, getting towards the end of the first day of the road trip, and they're getting kind of bored, and the first guy says to the second guy, hey, you know what we should do? We should play one of those word trip uh, word trip road games, one of those road trip video games, one of those road trip word games. Jams. Jams. The guy, second guy says, "Why well, you're really getting tired, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm loopy. We should play this game. It's like, all right, what kind of game did you have in mind? And the first guy says, well, why don't I think of a word, and then you ask me yes or no questions and try to guess what the word is second guy says mm, okay i'll I'll play that you go ahead the first guy says all right what word can i think of that he will just take forever to get like what word is just so out there that it'll take him like it'll, it'll entertain us for a good long time while he tries to guess and he, and he and he comes up with it moose cock and he says all right i got the word second guy says okay uh well can you eat it and the first guy says uh <laughs> yeah the second guy says is it moose cock <laughs> yeah okay <laughs>
0: huh it seems, seems see like why there would ever... be more to that conversation after that
3: point. Tell, <laughs> tell jokes anymore <laughs> I think maybe the internet has killed jokes a little mm. bit also Turn almost all dreams. jokes are now
2: offensive in some way mm. I would say that a full half of the jokes that I used to know and tell whenever people would be standing around telling jokes are jokes that I would not say in public now Do or you know, even in the, private.
3: The Moose Anti-Defamation League. Well, the the nice thing about a
4: like a joke that is that is edgy or shocking is that even if it's not funny it's still edgy or shocking. Right. So you still
2: get that rise.
4: Yeah. Right. Um I think of jokes as something that like now that my grandparents are dead, I'd never get emails with jokes in them. But when mm. they were alive, like it, like th- think of any, like I saw this funny image of like a, a monkey doing a funny dance or something. And like, okay, you could look at that image and say, haha, that's a funny image. But if my, but it's also the sort of thing that would be like attached to like a three page story that my grandma would forward uh, setting up this monkey dance joke, mon- this monkey dance image, and it would be the illustration of the punchline of the joke. Okay, I I, I think of like uh, a joke as like something that you have to sit through that has a kind of a, an un. A, like a, a payoff that you can't rely on. Like usually when someone starts telling me a joke, I'm like, okay, this is probably, I'm probably going to be here for like a minute and not laugh at the end of it. But then since it went on for so long, I have to laugh because okay. just to be, just to be nice. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think of, a uh, I and this is like maybe more cultural than, than, um, more like where I live in the world or where i where the friends I have, but I think of lydic like, jokes as something from vaudeville, you know as like something from like uh hmm. something that happened in the thirties there are definitely things that happened like at bars
2: when I was in college, yeah okay
0: i mean that conversation would like a perennial thing where somebody tells a joke and then for the next half hour, everybody is telling the jokes that they know.
4: The, the other thing, the thing, the other thing that, that it calls to mind is like, I, and this happens, I think a lot more often in my circle of friends, but I think it's just as awkward as like, check out this YouTube video. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. It's like, check out this YouTube video is sort of the modern version of that.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, I guess funny tweets are a thing.
4: Uh, they, yeah. and, Yeah, and I think uh, the the great thing about a tweet, I I love a funny tweet, and the great thing about a tweet is that it's real short. Yeah. And so whether or not it's funny, you haven't spent more than a few seconds on it. Mm
0: -hmm. And also it encourages, like, refinement.
3: Yep. I feel like Alexander Martin and I uh, had a spate of just telling dumb jokes back and forth to each other, like, over text or Twitter or something. But that was a couple years ago.
2: That was but the- where they, they were like canned jokes that you knew, not joke. Like uh, I spend a lot of time with people making up jokes.
3: Yeah. But that's, that's a, f- that's fair, That's work.
1: Right? <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, so when I think of joke as like something you tell, I think of like, uh, a short story, jokes. like something that takes like a minute or two to to. Um... Right, a
2: short story that has a that explains a way in which a Polish person is foolish. Right, right.
0: Or, <laughs> or what happened when a skeleton went into a bar.
2: Right, right. Yeah. What did happen when a skeleton went into a bar? Riff.
0: <laughs> oh, any number of things, actually. <laughs>
2: we gotta get. So I think and we a gotta. Mop. Speaking of which. Uh, we need to reuse all of those. We need to just put a skeleton somewhere into West of Loathing that tells all those jokes oh, okay. Uh, because it's totally fine to reuse that material.
0: <laughs> we could, uh, we could maybe find a use for the, that ridiculous thing I made for no reason. A couple of weeks ago, I was, I was going through my hard drive uh, looking for something. I don't remember what. And I found this text file where I had written like, you know, that shaggy dog story. I like with the, uh, the the, the clown and the, and the insult the contest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had written out a, a twenty four page version of that and then translated it into like Shakespeare's early modern English, and I like I looked up how the long s works and when they used a u instead of a v and and just every every weird grammatical thing that no longer exists anymore but that existed in early modern English I did all this research and translated it and, and it was just sitting in there in my hard drive I was like what the hell is this? I barely remembered even making it so I imported it into uh, Adobe InDesign and formatted it in like Fraktur, like black letter font <laughs> and, and and pasted a, a background of like parchment paper so now I have like this Shakespearean looking manuscript that tells this stupid shaggy dog story and I don't know what to do with it. You print it, it on a
4: single long scroll. Oh, yeah. I, that's I was going to say idea, you should yeah, get it actually. bound in human skin.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>.
4: <laughs> get it bound in clown skin.
1: Uh,
2: uh, 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 uh. What are you been up to, Jim?
4: I was just going to say it was it was it's pretty amazing to be podcasting at an hour at which a human would be awake.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, but How you guys that? seem pretty miserable about this, about being awake right now. <laughs> so maybe I'm the only one.
2: I came to work at six 30. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just barely acclimated to Boston time. Yeah. So sounds bad.
0: Six 30 in the morning.
2: Yeah.
3: Wow. C- riff. Come on. And when he got here, I was I was in, in the yeah, middle of
0: working on
2: stuff. Still like, here. What, what I came out. Oh man, the alarm's not on. Somebody's in trouble. Oh wait, Kevin's here. <laughs> oh no, buddy. I said, Oh no, buddy. What are you still doing here, buddy? Buddy, hey, buddy, hey, guy. You all right, there, buddy. Yeah. You're pretty tired, though. I'm pretty tired. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to sleep very much at packs. We had to get up very early, and then.
0: Were there PAX parties?
2: Socialize. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't do much in the way of that because we wanted to hang
3: out with our buddy Mr. Magnifico and his wonderful family. It was actually really nice. Yeah, like, it was really good. We got to play a, a bunch of like yeah. board games and just sit around and talk, and uh, Mags made us meals. Mm-hmm. Was, every single meal had
2: uh, beans in yeah. it, and it every single other helpful. meal that we ate, we got a lot of Chipotle uh, delivered to us, uh, courtesy of the the Campo Santo folks. So... The first day, when we did this Chipotle online order thing, it's like, put in a name for your portion of the order so that we'll know whose it is. And I wrote, Zach's Cool Bowl. And when my bowl arrived, it said Claire, and Claire had been marked out, and it said Zach. So I was like, okay, well, they clearly don't care what you write in this thing. So the next day, when we did it again, I wrote, Zach's Extra Cool 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 Bowl. And then when it arrived, it had that written on it in Magic Marker. (laughs) So... I don't know what they were doing the first day. Fucking up everybody's order, I guess. Anyway, nothing but beans. Yep. Uh, but I guarantee it wasn't us making PAX East smell as much like farts as it did.
3: How can you guarantee that? I think that, that was
2: a group effort. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, collective. It, you know, it, either something is changing with like convention nerd culture, or something is different about Boston, or something is different about PAX, but it was people were way more socially well-adjusted and, like, there was never a time when I ran into somebody with, like, horrible grooming or BO.
4: You're talking about like, versus... Uh, versus in the past. Versus in
2: Seattle? Versus, no, versus the past. Like, versus, like, Comic-Con versus previous nerd conventions that I had been to that I, all universally smelled worse. And it's been years
4: since I, I went to one. I do actually think that people are m- better groomed in on the East Coast. More woke. Mm. I think that's a... Th- well, I don't know about that. I think like people care a little bit more about their appearance. I think it's just a cultural thing. What about LA? Well, they care about when they're on set, but other than that, fuck it.
3: Okay. So where, where is the, what is the worst and best dressed portion of the country?
2: (laughs) So in San Francisco, people stay pretty skinny and work out a lot, but they dress really shabbily.
3: Okay. Almost, almost like as a point of pride. I think that sounds about right. Um, in New York, they they dress real nice, but also work
2: out. But everybody wears a horrifying kiss makeup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> huh. <laughs> that that might have been a
2: different. Uh...
0: That might have been Neo New York.
3: In, in Portland, no one is allowed to shave. So, there's just body hair everywhere, well,
2: people are allowed to shave, just not each not each other no <laughs> just not just not Everyone themselves is, is what I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> oh
4: man <laughs> uh, when i I was in uh New York for oh, I forget what it was it was like I was speaking I was speaking at some baby castles related th- baby Ca- baby castles related Practice. thing. Um, uh, were you just trying to say the word "baby castles" <laughs> once without fucking it up? Related thing. <laughs> okay. um, when I was in New York, I saw a bunch of women wearing the kind of glasses that my mom wore in the '80s, like really big. Okay. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, and I, I, had, I had assumed this was like an '80s thing, but maybe it's a New York thing because she lived in New York at the time.
3: It's, it's also it was, fashions always recycle. Like that's probably true rip, too. Ripped jeans are in, and they were mm-hmm. in like. 10 or Did you, years do you ago? guys see the uh, the jeans that that aren't ripped but they have holes
4: cut out of the knee with plastic covering them? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it's it's a it's the new fashion. Okay, or someone's selling them anyway. I gotta get some of those.
2: Yeah, because I like the problem that I like jeans, but I also like being able to see my knees
4: in okay. case there's something weird going on. <laughs> oh, there. like
0: is it oh, because you have a, you have a sweet yeah, tattoo, yeah, yeah. on your knees.
3: Clear, it's
4: not garbage bag plastic. Well, <laughs> I, I was like,
3: is it? is it kevlar like what's what's going on yeah clear like, yeah. clear
4: plastic so you, you can see like you, you can do a
3: tick check without taking off your pants yeah you okay. take
2: get those pants that are made out of trapper keepers with denim printed on them
3: <laughs> <laughs> lisa frank uh, uh, insets um shower curtain dress <laughs> If you had, had a
2: denim shower curtain, <laughs> that'd be pretty good.
3: <laughs> wow, like, Could you get some like really absorbent, like a towel uh, shower curtain? Because I think that would just eventually just pull down the rod out yeah. of the wall. It could but so heavy and if so it was really
4: absorbent, you wouldn't have to worry about which side of the bathtub it was on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would always, yeah.
2: I mean, I, do you really worry about that anyway? Let's be honest.
3: <laughs> would you? Fair enough. Would you worry about? Uh, would you actually be able to take a shower or Would the water just be sucked into it as it came out of the, sure. the shower? Oh yeah.
4: So in in Breath of the Wild, it would definitely be sucked into the denim.
3: Yeah. Is it is it that systemic? Yeah. Is, Do you ever take a shower in Breath of the Wild?
4: No, but I'm I'm t- I'm thinking about like how exaggerated all the the um the systems are. The systems are yeah.
3: Is just for effect. Is Breath of the Wild uh. Is that some sort of like euphemism for like bo?
4: I never asked. That's okay. a good question. Bo does not factor into the uh, story so far. Really, you don't
3: think but that's part of what that little meter right? is on the bottom? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Riff.
2: Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Do, do you ever use a a staff?
4: Uh, I don't. I don't think you do. I think it's There's all like sword spears. analogs. There's oh, no, spears. there are spears. Yeah. yeah. But like, I've never, I've never. Um, you had like a quarterstaff sort of a thing. Something that you hold in the middle and swat with both ends. Yeah. I found a halberd. Oh, yeah. The other day. That's pretty good. We're I not ready know. for this yet. We need to keep talking about lives. They're not very good. None of the weapons are very good in Breath of the Wild. Exactly. we can't do this yet. It's not time. <laughs> it's only 26 minutes into the podcast.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, well,
4: Kevin and I have done nothing except packs. Oh, right. And you've already talked about that. Yeah. I guess we were going uh, to the dentist. Um... I got my teeth cleaned. Yeah, um, I could give you guys the. Since I've already got a toothbrush, they gave me another one. I could give you guys one. You guys want a toothbrush? No, you, no, you go should go replace the on the you way to the away podcast. Yeah, what, what happened? I <laughs> went to the dentist on the way to the podcast. Oh, you did. Yes. Okay. Throw away yeah, your toothbrush literally. and start using the new toothbrush. No, no, no I, the old you. one's better because it's an electric toothbrush. I just need to replace the head. Uh, no, don't use an electric toothbrush. No, they're awesome. No, they're not. So they vibrate in your hand. Oh, here's that's a question: That's what makes them bad. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> have you did, have if, you tried replacing the, your teeth with vibrating teeth? Ah, yeah, that's, that's so you
3: Hold, you just hold the toothbrush. You to have hold, mm-hmm. hold the toothbrush <laughs> in place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, d- d- do you or have you ever had an issue where you were brushing too hard? Because I feel like that's the thing that electric toothbrushes uh, do is they will tell you if you are pushing too hard with the uh, oh. brush.
4: well if. Either my toothbrush doesn't tell me about this or I don't push too hard. Okay. Interesting. I should
3: try it. Yeah. Just to see. Try to really get in there. Like
4: maybe it'll tell me this by breaking. Okay. And then (laughs) you get a new. My my teeth or the
3: toothbrush. A new head. A new toothbrush head. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you just get a whole new head and that would also. That would solve the problem. When I try to use an electric toothbrush,
2: it just sprays toothpaste froth all over the room.
3: Well, you put it inside your mouth and then you turn it on.
2: Okay. But then it sprays toothpaste froth you, all over the room. Do
3: you keep your mouth open while you're brushing your teeth? Yeah. What What kind of monster are you? You do not do
2: that. I... T- I mean, I've been brushing my teeth for 40 years, and that's how I do it. Have you tried brushing your teeth in a plastic bag? <laughs> uh, like, get into a plastic bag and then put, brush my put teeth? Put your teeth yeah. in
0: a plastic bag. Well, okay, put, put a, the
2: toothbrush in a plastic bag and then
3: just rub the bag on my... Cut a hole in the front of your face and then cover it with clear plastic.
0: <laughs> it's all the right. Yeah, I think he's already got time, a hole in the front of his face.
3: <laughs> multiple holes. I'm
4: looking at them right now. Mm, there was this it. time that Willow, April's dog...
3: Oh, not the Buffy character.
4: Not, but she's named after the Buffy oh, character. Okay. Is she a witch? Uh, probably. Okay. Jumped up on the counter and skipped past the other cake and ate the entire chocolate cake that was behind the other cake.
3: did not cake bad for dogs?
4: Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, why do you... <laughs> and so, it... oh, Hang on, I've, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. <laughs> and they took her to the vet, and the vet, like, put her head in a plastic bag before inducing vomiting. So she would vomit into the bag instead okay. of like, they just covered her like entire front half in a, like, like a garbage bag okay. sealed around her. This is how I'm saying you should brush your teeth. Zach.
2: Right. But I feel like the weird thing about the story that you just told was uh-huh. suddenly you talked about the other cake yeah, no, I, without I, <laughs> having ever mentioned any cake.
4: I, I was, I was implying a reference. <clears throat> and the okay. reason I was making refer- reference to this other cake was that the chocolate cake is the star of the story.
3: Not
1: Kay. the
4: dog? No, God, no. It's the the dog, dog is the antagonist. antagonist. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> the dog is and like the, the, like is the low dog on the totem pole.
2: Like after <laughs> the, and the guy who plays the dog tags in the in the symphony. <laughs>
0: the dog tagist. That's
3: lovely.
4: Kevin's very sleepy. <sighs> but getting a new head, though.
3: Yeah, that would that, just fresh teeth, new hair.
4: Yeah, it's like a whole new you yeah i I've, I've argued um for a long time that when when g- getting a new head in i'm doing air quotes here um it's your 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 per- your person is it exists in your head, so what doctors call for some reason a head transplant it should really be called a body transplant oh. Right.
1: Okay. So, um, when you say
3: when doctor what doctor call head is that a thing that's actually ever happened?
4: Uh, I think someone attempted it on animals okay. uh, in like an unsuccessful a an way. Um, the the reason this this came up recently was that I recently heard an argument, um, and this is going to be a terrible story because I don't actually remember the argument itself for why you would call it a head transplant. And it was something to do with, like, which part of the – which half of the uh, the transplanted pair rejects the other half. Mm. So go look that up if you want to hear this inter- interesting argument because I can't remember it. Great anecdote, guys. Because you have some of your lymph
2: nodes in your head. Yeah. And some of them in the rest of your body. That sounds about right. So how does your immune system – I mean, yours and the host body's right. immune system. Also, like – sucks to be that guy whose body...
4: Oh, I mean, presumably he, like, lost his head in a car accident or something. Mm-hmm. Lost his body, I mean. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> or in a an argument.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: He, mm-hmm. Really, he really flew off the handle.
1: Mm-hmm. Poker The team. handle
4: being his
2: body.
3: Mm-hmm. Flipped his lid. Uh-huh. His lid being his head. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. He really popped his top. <laughs> yeah. Or his, his, co- to- being his collar, collar popped, popped his head, being head the off. The
4: connection between his head and his body. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah too much starch in his collar
4: just caused he, decapitation
2: uh, was running across, he was running a, a race in that episode of uh, Freddy's Nightmares and the finish line ribbon sliced his head off
4: wasn't that an episode of the Gary Shandling show <laughs> oh my god so. does it turn
0: I, out these were the same show all along <laughs> I, re- I thought I remembered the that happening Freddy's show the opening thing to Freddy's show <laughs> <laughs>
3: Gary Shandling is the Crypt (laughs) Keeper. It's all becoming clear. Man,
2: remember the Crypt Keeper
4: and his jokes? Yeah.
2: They were pretty good. They were
3: good. Did he really take up
4: like two minutes of airtime to setting up one of these punchlines? Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing to me. Did it cut to commercial before the punchline? And then you'd have to watch the... The soap ads to get back to it and hear the... And by that time, you forget what the setup was. Mm Mm-hmm. Soap ads. Wasn't
2: uh, Tales from the Crypt on HBO?
3: Oh. I don't think there were commercials. HBO has a surprising number of commercials for shows on HBO. Yeah. But maybe that's just because we've watched the streaming.
2: But stuff always starts on time when you...
3: When you're in Germany.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least under <laughs> Mussolini. At least when Mussolini was running HBO, the shows started on time. Um, and something that I didn't know until pretty recently was that that phrase was always sarcastic. Like, the trains did not run on time. And I see. it was a thing that people said as a joke.
3: Okay. So that's the uh, problem with irony, is you never know when it's happening things
2: that there are a bunch of other examples of like idioms that were that were coined to mean the opposite of I can't think of any mm-hmm. okay like, but uh, there are some like, like
0: could I care could care less yeah, versus I've, couldn't could care less yep exactly or um, uh, uh, um, you've got another think coming
2: oh uh, that's just an that's just like an egg corn right
0: yeah I mean it's not the opposite it doesn't mean the opposite but it's It's purposely ungrammatical for the purpose of humor.
2: I don't believe that that's really what the phrase is. I've heard it both ways. I know. I know. Okay. But
1: yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And Jim, talk about Breath of the Wind Wind Wild. Okay. I've been really enjoying it. I've been playing a bunch of this video game. Are you just, are you farting around or are you doing dungeons or are you Yeah, getting a good variety of farting around? And I've done one dungeon. I did the camel dungeon. How do you find a dungeon? Um, so if you talk to Impa, she gives you a quest to do all the divine beast things. And if you select that quest in your adventure log, four waypoints will appear on your map. And you can go to any one of those waypoints. But also, like... And those are the just the dungeons? Those are the p- person you talk to to get more information about uh. the dungeons. Um, and I will say that, like, I did one of these, and it... I So before I did any of these dungeons, I was thinking about this game in a very... Like, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying, like, running around, like, just exploring, finding things... The parts of the game that are least interesting to me are the parts that are, like, scripted content. Um, uh, Because it's just not as interesting as the the systemic stuff. Um, But I was also thinking that it felt really flat. Like, you're always doing the same thing in this game. Um, And, like, there are short diversions into shrines, which are basically the size of portal levels which is fine, but like you're doing that for a couple of minutes and then you come out and you keep exploring. Um, uh, whereas in the entire rest of the Zelda series, including the first one, which was also kind of an open world thing, like you would find these dungeons and then you'd be doing that dungeon for like an hour, a long time. Um,
3: and that was preferable?
4: And that was something that like it, it made the experience feel like, okay, this is something uh, – It 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 felt like – this is like a deep dive into uh, a really dangerous place. Okay. It it, may, it gave the uh, like a lot of emotional variety to the game um, or at least to that moment. Um, and I was thinking like this is something that I kind of wish Breath of the Wild had um, even if it was just longer shrines. Uh, but having done one of the dungeons like it's kind of my least favorite part of the game. Like I don't know if this is the only it, it's a very... It traditional in that it it feels like a dungeon from, I mean it's 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 got some neat like technical things happening, very like flashy technical things, but um, it feels a lot like this is a dungeon that you would find in a pre, in like in one of the other three D Zelda games, and not. It turns out I'm actually not that interested in doing that in Breath of the Wild, hmm. which is a little sad. Uh, on the other hand, I found a fully optional boss fight at the top of a mountain, which was amazing. Was it one of those big rock dudes? No. Uh, I don't want to spoil what it was because it was really cool okay. and you should just like stumble into climb it someday. Every, climb every mountain.
1: Yeah.
2: I spent a lot... I played the game for like an hour and a half or so, like day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I would say about 45 minutes of that was climbing mountains. I reached the top of a plateau. Was one hit by some sort of electric bird, yeah, and then was back to the place that I was forty-five minutes earlier. Oh. Wow! And it yeah. was really, that's,
4: really aggravating. That's a, yeah. That I haven't had any anything happen like a, that extreme to the, me. The climbing is really like. I feel like everybody yells at Jeff
2: Gerstman when he says this on any podcast where he's talking about it, but I think that the climbing is really
4: slow and boring, and I just wish that it were
2: I wish that it were three times as fast.:
4: Yeah, I think that it would have been improved by um by speeding it up, but it would just not have been realistic. It would have been like like it would have felt like Link was some weird spider mutant rather than uh like an elf dude climbing a mountain.
3: Yeah. I mean, um, could the you, mountains
4: just be shorter?
2: What's up? That could would th- suck, though, if the mountains were shorter. I mean, I get, it's just... What's, what is aggravating is, like, there's nothing fun about spending, like, a minute watching a dude climb up a completely unvariegated yeah. surface, right? And just wondering if you're going to make it to a fucking platform before your stamina meter runs
4: out. Yeah, I, I... Talking about this reminds me of... Uh, Sunless Sea, uh, in which I argued the pace of the ship is crucial to the um, like the dramatic um, the dramatic feel of whether you're not, whether or not you're going to get back to port before dying. But I don't think that holds up here. I think it is actually just kind of boring. There's a
3: lot of variability in Sunless Sea what you might encounter between point A and point B. And it sounds like on the mountain it's... Like, you can
2: see everything that's going to happen. Like, there aren't surprises on the way up the towers, right? There are just things that it's like, whoops, this was 5% longer than my stamina bar lets me climb, so I guess I'm going to get to almost to the top and then fall off and die. I will say And then, like,
4: go cook a stamina mushroom so that I can... I I will say that, like, having um, upgraded my stamina meter four or five times... I have that problem a lot less. I yeah. and I you can have, jump more while exactly, you're climbing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and on on the bombcast, uh, <laughs> there was someone <clears throat> arguing that you just shouldn't upgrade your health at all. You yeah, upgrade. And I don't think I don't actually buy that. But
2: I kind of wish. I mean, so you can do that jump when you're climbing, but it's a net cost of stamina. And if it wasn't, like, if it just had like a little bit of a cooldown on the jump, but you could just get up boring stretches faster. Like I think that would be fine. I, just, I don't yeah, know man.
4: I I feel like it would it actually would be fine like a it would be like a wash from a gameplay balance point of view and it would definitely make things less boring. I I do wonder like how much of this game has been tuned to be fun for like once you've reasonably upgraded your character as opposed to at the beginning of the game.
2: Right. And I mean if you, if what you're doing is going off and just exploring random directions, you're not like probably getting a thing they play tested a
4: lot. Yeah. Right? Mm hmm.
3: Like Is is the entire environment built or is there procedural generation else in I places? feel
4: like it has to it it's it's real big. I feel like there there has to be at least some element of procedural generation to it. But like it bigger, also bigger than Skyrim? Uh it feels bigger than Skyrim to me. Hmm. But I, I don't... I've
0: seen a map comparing them and I, I I can't remember it was at least as big. Yeah. And
2: okay. there's always some editorializing about what does that mean. Yeah. yeah. Also I've refused to get on a horse, so that is also
4: making I, some I, things. I kind got on a boring. horse. And but you then, can customize
0: like, the horse's haircut.
4: <laughs> I got on a horse and then got to a point where I needed to get off the horse to continue and then later on tried to call the horse and it was too far away. Yeah. Oh, and like that's sad. at, at that point, like what do I need to just tame another horse if I'm going to go more than fifty feet? Like this is it didn't seem like Isn't a sustainable. Is that cheating on your first
3: horse? What's up? Is, wouldn't that be considered cheating on your first horse? I, I th-
4: like I w- it was kind of a one night stand. Like I was just <laughs> like I jumped on this horse and I spammed the sno- the soothe button for a while. Okay, and then got off like two minutes later. So it was kind of a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, kind of a situation. Soothe,
2: soothe, thank you, hooves.
4: <laughs> That's really good. I like that.
2: That. I I never I never used horses in Skyrim because it was just worse than walking.
1: Because it was like, <laughs> well, all
2: right, this is like five percent faster than walking, and you can't turn around, like. I don't know, man. I hate video game horses. I hate the way... Like, being on a horse in a video game, in a third-person video game, exacerbates all of the things that I already hate about third-person video games, Mm -hmm. which is that every movement is constrained by somebody deciding how nice they wanted the animations to look, and on a horse that's really exaggerated, because a horse... in World of Warcraft a horse can just spin in place and it looks kind of stupid but it feels really good if you
4: do it on a slope you get this weird dance where it kind of goes back and forth like yeah. a like a uh, what do you call those Mechani- a mechanical bull oh yeah 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 that, that that's i call that a feature in World of Warcraft mm-hmm. definitely uh so i had read that in Skyrim um all the terrain was uh handcrafted
3: uh, yeah, that's that's why I bought it up.
4: Yeah, and so I feel like, and, and and to me, Breath of the Wild feels more crafted than Skyrim's world. Huh. This is something that I, someone was tweeting about this, and I forget who it was, but it was specifically about how no matter where you are in the world, you can look around and see a place that looks interesting to go to.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's always something at least a little bit interesting there. Do you have a map uh, that sort of has points of interest highlighted on it. No, no not really. You I have guess. to do a lot of like cartography yourself. Yeah, there's, yeah, you, there's apparently there's
0: a, a thing that will beep at you if a specific kind of good thing is nearby. Yeah, you can yeah. yeah.
4: You can um tell it to target different sorts of like types of enemies or ingredients hmm. if you want to find them. Have you uh, do I you feel have like you've that spent possibly, a
3: bunch yeah. of time crafting?
4: Uh it's so the only crafting that... I've I've heard there's armor crafting in this game, and I've not figured out how to do that. Okay. But I have spent, like... I probably spend, like, I don't know, five minutes uh, minutes out of every hour
3: cooking, I'm guessing. Probably less than that, actually. Do you like the level of discourse there is about the game? Like, when you say, I've heard that there's armor crafting, but I haven't figured out how to do that. Like, it's it's like knowing little tidbits of things I, I that...
4: enjoy knowing little weird things about it okay. yeah yeah so um, they don't feel
3: like that's spoilers that's more like just sort of aspirational goals yeah uh,
4: and unfortunately for the listeners I am choosing for them that like hopefully they also enjoy hearing that there is armor crafting in this game <laughs> right and then I think just that's... assumed that that meant because have you found any other great fairy fountains that might be what they mean, yeah. So they're,
2: they're, they're, like, you
4: upgrade your clothes with, like, those bits that you find from yeah. monsters. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that might actually be what they mean when they say armor crafting. Yeah. I, like, I really want to go home and
2: play this yeah, video game I, I, some more. I, I'm the-
0: a little bit bummed that I opted <clears throat> not to pre-order the Switch because I have no idea when I'm going to be able to get one and play this.
4: Do you not have a Wii U?
0: No. I never got a oh. Wii U.
4: You could get a Wii U for cheap probably.
0: Eh, or I could just wait for free. And not well but if you can not. You wouldn't play the have to buy a switch. Free. I mean that, like, no, but that I'm... you could I'm, buy a
2: Wii U in the game.
0: No, I'm I'm eventually gonna get a Switch no matter what, because eventually there are going to be more games than this that I want to play. So yeah. it's either probably buy the next a Pokemon game
4: is gonna be on the Switch. Yeah.
0: So either buy a Wii U now and a Switch later or don't buy a Wii U now and buy a Switch later.
4: You know what's weird is the idea of playing a Pokemon game on your TV.
0: That is a little weird. So
4: okay, yeah,
2: whatever. let's sit and think about how weird that is for some. I've been doing it
0: <laughs> for yeah. like ten hmm. seconds. It's hmm. 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 <laughs>
1: hmm. <laughs>
4: Do you play anything else? Uh I played um because so it, it turns out that Kevin just handed me his phone before the podcast so I could play Antigram. But um since it's not on android i uh i picked up uh, a game called wordament which is actually by microsoft which is weird oh, that's weird <laughs> um and it's uh it's like massively multiplayer boggle in that you are given 2 minutes to find words in this 4x4 four four grid and then you're given like here's how you did compared to everybody else playing this game in the world um
3: and every 2 minutes is a new round
4: yeah wow and it, it which is kind of neat but also kind of like just i just want to play this game when i want to play as opposed to waiting for the next round to start mm-hmm. um and also it uh, turns out i suck at boggle i'm always like in the bottom 30%
3: is so. boggle is, is anagrams but contiguous and you can reuse letters
4: it's not really anagrams it's just finding words in
2: a
3: well right but you it's, they're like jumbled uh Right. It's
2: like a word search that you can move yeah, you in can any direction and reuse letters. Yeah. Can you reuse letters? You, you
4: can't reuse if letters you, in Wordament. Hmm. I, I feel can like in Boggle,
0: in Boggle okay. yeah. If you like run, if you're if you the path that you're tracing crosses itself, then yeah.
3: Okay, so it's can not the same thing then. Can you not stop on the same? Could you could you not do B O O with just a B and O adjacent? I don't think so.
4: Well, no, because I then you remember. could always just do
2: boob time. and boob <laughs> and boob <laughs> and boob. All of which are all totally of which are words. words. Yeah. 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 Or, like, if there was a B with an R next to it, you could just spell all the burrs.
4: Raymond
3: Burr. <laughs> and that just goes on forever. <laughs> Aaron Burr.
4: And apparently you can hook up your Xbox Live Xbox account Burr. to this game and get achievements... Hmm. And I was trying to figure out it's weird how like it gave me an opportunity to do this when I installed the game and I said, no, because I just wanted to play the game. I just wanted to find out what it was first. And now every time I start the game up, it's like you could be having more fun if you hook up (laughs) your accounts and there's no like interface to actually do it.
3: Oh, so it's just saying that you could be, you could have had more fun and now you've screwed everything up. Yeah.
4: I (laughs) fucked up bad. Like, no, you don't, I don't get to have more fun. I want the achievements. I want the chivos. I'm so close to a hundred thousand gamer score.
0: What if there was, what if there's a word game like that that had a separate achievement for every word in the dictionary?
4: What if that was true? That would, that would be great. I would, that would play that game. Good. I would. Yeah. What dictionary are they using?
3: Sowpods. I don't
0: know what that means.
3: That's a Scrabble, Scrabble official
0: word uh, okay.
3: dictionary. Something Scrabble word pod pods. <laughs> yeah. Wow,
4: I've i never heard of that. I've never. Well, I'd heard of the Scrabble dictionary, but I've never heard a, like. Is there a community that refers to this? People this making word
2: games or using dictionary files to make puzzles. Or yeah, yeah, there's a lot of the a lot of the circles Kevin and I run in on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Think yeah. a lot is, about is which like kinds of like standardized a, word list. Is lists. this
4: officially released on the on the Scrabble website, or is, do you have to BitTorrent it?
3: I
2: think that I think
3: so. there's so, a, a
4: version domain. of it. It's public okay. domain okay. as a okay.
2: list of words. I yeah. think
3: there's like no metadata associated with yeah. it. Okay, because word lists are pretty. I think it isn't possible. I don't think you can copyright a word list.
2: And yeah, you can put a bunch of words from the dictionary in an order, like, and write a story with them, and then suddenly that's copyrightable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: what is just a boring story about all the words in English in alphabetical order?
3: The, that's that's the robot that just makes every possible book. What so if, if you just took the dictionary spell.
4: and switched two words around, could you copyright that? What if dictionary makers added one fake word? Oh man, list. like the,
3: they do add those. fake oh, words. Okay, good. <laughs> that, that
4: makes me happy. Like there's the a, fake there's a, towns on maps. Yeah, yeah, there's a
3: word for this uh, that I'm forgetting. The paper towns, I think. <sighs> Maybe. I feel like I thought there was like an actual like.
4: Well, for the you mean for, for word the
3: dictionary for, th-
4: equivalent? Yeah, it? but
3: it's but it's I mean it, it, it's meant to encompass the whole. Oh, like, I see. Uh, copyright trap style right thing honeypot the the fact that that in some cases like like people adding a, a fake town to a map resulted in that town coming into existence is kind of great the map becomes the territory yeah yeah that's real cool i like that a lot we need to we need to invent a word and we'll put it we'll just put it in a dictionary the
2: neologism mount weasel was coined by The New Yorker based on a fictitious biographical entry in the nineteen seventy five new columbia encyclopedia Mount weasel the term Nile article contains combines the latin Nile and the German article a nothing thing
4: are these is mount weasel a word for this sort of thing
2: that's what it says
4: like a like That's a snow clone
2: great. like a mondegreen um i have i don't think that i played you know what i did i played about 10 minutes of voyageur on my iphone which is like a sort of a procedurally generated uh ish if trade wars kind of game where you're flying through space and buying and selling goods it's like sort of a, a more systems sci-fi 80 days kind of and when I realized after 15 minutes that the game was apparently going to be like two hours long I just turned it off and never ran it again
1: hmm.
2: when there's a game that you're meant to just like play through but it's procedurally generated and it's Like I know, it's just going to end at some point, like in a permadeath, like roguelike kind of way. If I find out that it's going to take two hours to play it once, I like completely lose
3: interest in it. Yeah. And how long does uh, how long does like a really good successful but thorough Spelunky run takes like 45 minutes and a a really thorough
4: like a thorough one is like like, if you're ghosting ghosting, yeah yeah, then it's hours but But like you don't do that if you do a like a hell run it's probably like 45 minutes so 45
3: minutes is an acceptable time but two hours is too long
2: well so your first game of Spelunky is going to be 30 seconds long I see like (laughs) that's part of a huge difference there right like a game that has like little enough of a skill ceiling that it's like alright, this is going to be a two hour like, if if FTL like, if your first game of FTL was as long as a game of FTL that you played after you were really skilled at it, like, I think I would have bounced off that in a huge hurry too. Like I mean, you don't want, I don't think that you need a game to be like, really intimidatingly difficult, but
3: like what is the sweet spot in terms of first
2: game length just like not two hours like I buy so many games that are meant to just be like here's a puzzle game that you just play and it is like tuned so easy that I get really bored with the game before my first game ends and I just don't finish the first game ever or ever play a second one and I don't know I don't know I don't know if anybody else feels like that
4: no I've, I've that's happened to me too and it's it's a turn off I fuck like one of the weirdest th- experiences what like along those lines was I played Robotron 64, the N- N64 like quote unquote update of Robotron, and I just never game over it. It was just like that, like of all the games to make super easy, Robotron apparently, yeah, that seems like the last, yeah, thing that's that you a would do. It was, yeah, bizarre.
2: I mean, I think you having beaten the binding of isaac the first time you played it right that did not create the same sort of mythology around the binding of isaac in you that it did in all of the rest of us right and
3: that's what i get for having a slow computer though right like cuz <laughs> cuz kevin's computer, computer was so, oh, so slow that he was you playing it on your like first try but it took
2: 2 hours it was like <laughs> 10 frames a second it was like it was just like it, but the thing is it only slowed down when it got difficult right, right. like oh. it only slowed down oh. when there were a lot of particles yeah. on the screen so it was like
4: what a good idea yeah I
2: know it was pretty it was, <laughs> that was sort of like how you got so good
3: at wow raiding <laughs> <laughs> yeah two two frames per second uh, raids were were really uh, really great
2: yeah your, your DPS was high enough but your FPS was in the toilet
3: yeah um that's where all the good treasure is.
2: Yeah, so I, I guess I can't really recommend Voyageur.
3: <laughs> oh, maybe maybe a listener wants to play a two-hour roguelike. Yeah, I, I feel like this maybe is really appealing to a particular kind of player. What about uh, those like multiplayer, multi-day games? Like there is no short version of that game, and like uh, Neptune's Bride. So I'm thinking of. oh but that's fine because you play it for a minute at a time okay you know so game session length is is important
2: yeah I mean this kind of feels like if like dope Wars took an hour oh, to, God, play would, so to play instead of five minutes to play like
4: you just wouldn't do it right I guess I've never played dope Wars I always it was assumed it was one of those uh stock trading games except drugs instead yeah, yeah I mean it's the lemonade yeah. stand that's, that's what it is okay right. it's not exactly lemonade stand like it's not you're not it's. I think
2: Jim has it. Like it's just a stock trading it's game. Like Wall there's Street some, kid. But, yeah. There's is some there random, nothing to
3: it besides buying and selling drugs? I thought there's there some random. There
2: was... There's some random events. There's like you yeah. occasionally get the ability to buy a couple upgrades. It also varies a lot from
3: playthrough to playthrough. Yeah.
2: There was the candy version of it because the Apple App Store wouldn't right. let them sell the dope version. Most of my dope Wars play was on my Palm Pilot. I had that and Millborn, which I played a shitload of, and then a puzzle game that I've described on here that I then a listener told me what it was called (laughs) or I found it on my own and I've since forgotten it's like after a year of trying to figure out what the name of the Fantagram song was that was constantly playing in bars I finally learned it but then if I don't keep saying Fantagram Fantagram I forget and then I have to start over getting old is a big
4: pain in the ass it sucks yeah never remember shit Oh shit? shit! We still have to do a
2: podcast tonight. <laughs> 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 Did you manage to squeeze any games
3: into into your your time this uh, week, Kevin? I played I played Refunked, uh, based on your recommendations, and it was a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, I got the fireworks. It turns out the I trick get the to fireworks? get people to play—you collect all the, you collect all the cubes.
2: Oh, I didn't get all the bonus stuff. I got like eighty-seven percent or something, and I was like, fine.
4: It turns out the trick to get everybody to play a game that you're recommending is telling them it's half an hour long. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Short games. Take that, games. Yeah. Why don't don't you make it so there's
2: less of you? (laughs) Anyway, time to go back to working on our sprawling (laughs) (laughs) multi-hour cowboy RPG.
3: You can play it. I think you could probably play it in an hour. I think think there will be people who will finish it first time in an hour.
2: Ugh, man first time you think so
3: yeah they will just focus on the main question if that's
2: really what you're trying yeah maybe I don't know because they'll just they'll just ignore what about else? A speed run
3: you don't you don't need to read a lot of the text you just you just kind of focus on your one goal
2: but if you don't read the text you're not going to know what to do eh. I don't know man eh. I'm really curious maybe you're right speed run I'm curious like probably like 20 minutes or a half an hour just to like walk all of it and interact with all the things that you have to interact with, but there's like different ways to get through all the phases of the main quest line, and so there's probably some set of starting conditions that you can come up with that makes it so you can skip chunks that I'm not thinking of you being able to skip. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see.
3: Yep, it's a, it'll be a good uh, AGDQ candidate. <laughs> kind
4: of I don't yeah. think it will be. You no. don't think so? Well, no. The, Riff, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to talk about um, Breath of the Wild speed runs, which I hear are real boring. Already? Oh, yeah.
0: Are they just it's running just... to the other side of the continent? <laughs> that's it. Well,
4: yeah, it's, it's just like um, you do the initial four quests to get off the plateau, and then you run to the end, to the end boss, and then there's like apparently a 15 minute boss fight where if you get hit once, the game's over because you have no health, <laughs> and that's.
3: So you can just go straight to the final boss Yeah,
4: which is the end of the tutorial. which is awesome conceptually, but like as it turns out in practice it's not very interesting to to, to actually I, I say this without having done it because I don't want to spoil it right. but apparently it's just not very interesting to watch. Okay, which is a bummer.. Anyway, riff.
0: uh I played the first hour or two hours of uh, night in the woods.
1: Oh, oh nice. What did you think?
0: It's, it's really good. It's really... Um, I mean, it looks nice. It's the good art design and good animation, but it also, I don't know, it really captures that sort of... that flavor of going back to your hometown and everything's a little bit weird because everything's a little bit different, but it's also a little bit weird because everything's weirdly the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How
3: do they convey that when... It can't possibly be really nostalgic uh, just, for you. Just
0: sort of like the dialogue and how the, the other characters that have not seen your character in a couple of years react to you and, and the 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 stuff that you're doing and the way the character that you're controlling comments on the things that she's seeing and how they used to be and things like that.
2: You get a quest to go buy a pack of cigarettes at the convenience store on the corner, but when you get there the store's not there anymore and you remember that you quit smoking like 8 years ago.
0: Uh, almost literally that happens, but not with cigarettes. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> 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 I was just kidding, I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's neat. It's a lot of fun and it, appear- it appears that there's uh, a lot of content in it that like you can't see it all in the first in one playthrough. Because there's like a couple of different friends that you have, and there are choice points where you get to choose: Are you going to hang out with uh, B or are you going to hang out with Greg? And rather than Scott Benson
4: on Twitter was talking about how the most common question you got asked at PAX was, "How do you pronounce B?"
0: Uh, Really?
4: How is it spelled? B e a, -A, Um. short for Beatrice.
0: Yeah. I've never uh, heard it pronounced apparently, any other
4: way. Uh, apparently, a lot of people just have never heard it pronounced. Huh, okay. So, That's, like, Bea. How, how do people not know Bea Arthur? Right. <laughs> it's they just never they didn't watch that TV. Or maybe they
2: think that the A in her last name is silent, and so it's Bea Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> God, did you see that list of uh, Patreon backer names from that Japanese oh, yeah. Super Nintendo oh, baseball yeah. <laughs> game? sleeve McDakel, sleeve McDiel, yeah. yeah McDycle, it. okay yeah, well
3: it it depends. Depends. I mean depends on how you pronounce it. Is yeah, it, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then somebody somebody uh, somebody built an AI to make new ones and it was even better. Oh
4: I want I, don't know that I, I want think know I don't
0: it. think it was better. well, okay, weirder it It, it was definitely a little bit crazier.
2: God. Also this look at the time picture that I retweeted that's just like a wall clock that <laughs> yeah. in between the glass and the <laughs> clock is just a can of baked beans poured into the Did you see this? <laughs> anyway, sure, uh, notes. looking at looking at pictures on the it's, internet.
3: You skipped past it if you were looking for your list. No, I didn't. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, so it was fighting baseball for Super Famicom. Some Japanese guy had to come up with a whole league of fake American names. And I'm just going to read them all because they're pretty funny. There's Sleeve McDykel, Onsen Sweeney, Daryl Archideld, Anatoly Smorin, <laughs> Ray McSriff, Glenn Allen Mixon, Mario McRulwain, uh, Raul Chamgerlin, Kevin Noggleney, <laughs> Tony Schmerick, Bobson Dugnut, which is definitely the funniest. Willie Dustus. Jeremy Gride. Scott Dork, D-O-U-R-Q-U-E. Sean Furcoat. Dean Wesry, which that one just sounds kind of racist. Mike Truck, which is spelled T-R-U-K, which Mike Truck is definitely like somebody replied to that saying that is the most Patreon backer name. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Rortugal tim sandale carl dandleton which ah man that i think carl dandleton might be my second favorite after sleeve mcdichael mike cernandez <laughs> and todd Gonzalez, which yeah. just sounds like a funny mexican skeleton
0: so thanks to our patreon backers
4: <laughs> Mm-hmm. thanks for having such a good list of names patreon backers
2: I mean, there are some pretty good – somebody somebody fed into a recurrent neural network a list of 20,000 real baseball player names. And it did come up with some some pretty funny ones like Hom Wapko, <laughs> <and> Gary Bantps, <laughs> <Banth-ps>, Jans <laughs> Luvensan, Bano Rodilar,
4: <laughs> Janelle Rubenko. So the, so the question I had looking at that screenshot of fighting baseball was – Is this like a best of, or are there like 20 more teams, baseball teams in this game that have names that are just as funny as that? In the thread, there was
2: like, all of the teams are just named a city except for the Cleveland Queens. (laughs)
1: Like
2: there's only (laughs) one team that has a name and it's that one. Um. I, there were a lot of weird baseball games for the NES. Did you? Probably none of you guys ever spent any significant amount of time playing baseball games on the yeah, NES, right? Yeah, I, imagine. I certainly didn't. I, my dad and I spent a ton of time playing RBI Baseball, which is not like—I don't know. I think it's the best one because I have a lot of fond memories of playing it with my dad. But uh, but you know, I don't know how well regarded it is. Like, he liked it because it had real. It was, like, the actual MLB-licensed one that had real players from the, like, 1984 season or whatever. Um, I always played as the Minnesota Twins because I hated uh, the fact that some of the batters were left-handed and some of the batters were right-handed. Like, I didn't really understand the elements of the strategy that, like, some of them were good against certain-handed pitchers. I just always wanted everyone to bat right-handed, right handed so the Minnesota Twins had, like, all but two right-handed batters, and you could just pinch hit. Like, you could sub in <laughs> right-handed batters for
4: those two. Did you have to change your play to uh, to compensate for the handedness?
2: I don't know how you're supposed to do it. Okay. Like, I don't actually understand the ways in which it's different. Like, I feel like I got good enough at playing it the way that I played it that I was pretty evenly matched with my dad, so it was yeah. always, like, fun. Like I don't think there was ever a time where he was like letting me win or whatever. I think we like just sort of got good at the game at the same rate. Um,
0: See, I was gonna guess that you preferred the Minnesota Twins because you got twice as many players.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they actually stand on either side of the either side of the plate, just joined by their two uh, mutual umbilical <laughs> yeah, cords. It's a bat. <laughs> the, the video game soft Talk listeners that don't listen to the Kol podcast, you missed a real a real revolting trove today.
4: (laughs) Wait, did you do three podcasts today? Yes. Yes, Okay.
3: You don't have to to talk about it. This this is the day that never ends. I still have
4: to edit two of them. (laughs) Um, You don't really have to edit the kingdom
2: of loathing show. Well, I have to publish. I have to put it into the editor and put riffs audio. I mean, like it doesn't exist if I don't do something to it.
4: I bet you could write an FFmpeg script to join the, all the audios together.
1: Yeah, Final but I
4: mean, gotta match them up
2: on the match them up on the clap, and like sometimes there's glitches. The, fair yeah, most, yeah, so fair match enough. Match them up on the so. clap. Gotta match them on the clap. Uh, well, um, did you have any other games to talk about, Riff? Um,
0: I've started playing uh, Final Fantasy IV just for like research purposes for another project I'm thinking of, but I haven't got far enough to really say anything about it other than like for some reason it puts me to sleep like really fast. So I can't I can't play it if I intend to do anything else that day. <laughs> Are you it? sure
2: you're not playing Final Fantasy I V of IV Propofol? full
0: of yeah <laughs> that might be the case. Maybe there's a actually, special maybe... setting on my Vita that <laughs>
3: Watching a let's play, but you don't realize it.
0: Oh, like like when you're a little kid at the video arcade playing the yes. attract mode. I suppose do you that think there's
3: a thing.
2: Do you think there's a subculture the video of video arcade? <laughs> did you Did you have a video
4: game jam at the video arcade? Didn't
0: call it a video arcade. <laughs> it's a video arcade.
4: <sighs> what other kinds of arcades are there?
0: Go down to the video arcade with that onion on your belt. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Do you think there's a subculture of like kids who grew up really liking JRPGs but not Japan that co- that insist on calling Final Fantasy VII Final Fantasy IV? <laughs> oh wait,
2: which
3: one's wait, four? I
0: have to. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work out the math here. Hang on.
3: Wait, so... So there were three that were only released in Japan. Okay, when you said Final Fantasy
2: IV, I think I was thinking of Final Fantasy three, But that's six.
4: Yeah, and Final Fantasy II here was Final Fantasy IV in Japan. Okay. And Final Fantasy seven here was Final Fantasy IV in Japan as well. What? Which one are you playing? <laughs> that's, Which that's video that. game are you playing? I'm, I'm are playing, you playing, I'm I'm playing the one out.
0: where you start out with the Dark Knight named fi- Final Clive Fantasy IV. And there's the only one. Kane.
4: <laughs> there's only one game named Final Fantasy IV. Uh, it also is called Final Fantasy II here, but in Japan, Final Fantasy II is something else. I see. So you're playing the first Super Nintendo one.
0: Yes.
2: Where nice. you deliver a. Poison to a town or something,
4: and there's yeah. You accidentally
0: blow up the town. And tell a, around tell around the and
4: sage. Yeah. The okay. argument that I'm making is that f- as the follow-up to Final Fantasy three, Final Fantasy seven should be should have been called Final Fantasy four in the U S. Right? Because the they went
2: one two th- in the U S. It went one two three seven,
4: right? Which is just you can't skip like three numbers.
2: Yeah. And Final Fantasy three in the U S. was Final Fantasy six. Is that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so... I made a whole series of stickers about this, Zach. So were there three <laughs> NES Final Fantasy... Were there just two really boring Final Fantasy sequels on the NES in Japan? Uh, I mean, I on the that's famicom. that's what happened, yeah. Okay. That sucks, because the first one was
4: bad <laughs> and real boring. Uh, I remember... I, I never played it, but two was supposed to be, um, like, really... It was a really interesting game in that, like most RPGs, by design, like you, any any anything you do is going to make progress. Basically, like any fight you make, you just gain experience and you level up. In two, apparently, it's possible to like, even if you're winning fights, to like, if you're not winning the right kind of fights, you can get, you can like back, you can paint yourself into a corner where your character is stuck in some weird shitty stat zone, huh. or. And like apparently the the strategy is to always win with one hit point left, so that you
3: wow that's aggravating. Yeah, so you like maximize your gains or something.
2: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, do you guys want to talk about the assignment, Antigram's? I suppose. Sure. Jim played it for ten minutes before the show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 not bad. So uh, I'm mostly. I don't know that I have anything interesting to say about it. I wanted people to buy it.
4: Okay. Yeah. Um,
3: it's
0: hard. I think
3: I think it's relatively novel. I can't think of yeah. another game where I, where you're actively trying to avoid making words. Yeah.
0: I kind of uh, object yeah. to some of their choices of things that are words for this kind of game.
3: <laughs> like what? Like G's, J E E Z. <laughs> On the flip side, there's a bunch of words that aren't in their dictionary, like uh, a word that you can make out of the letters U N T and C. <laughs> I, I feel like so the it it only
4: counts w- words of th- four or more letters, right? Yes. Yeah. this it, It's an interesting um, it's a different constraint. Like, most most word games want to have a really generous dictionary. Like, because otherwise, like, because if uh, the player makes a word and it is not uh, on, in the list, they'll be annoyed. Right. And right. right. uh, so
3: you're really hoping that they don't have that word that you're Yeah,
4: in yeah. This, in, yeah it's the opposite in this case, where actually, like, Maybe if, if the word is borderline, maybe you shouldn't include it. And I wonder how much time, like, how much given that, there was. like, all the the um the human knowledge about how to make word games, like, I'm presuming that like they are the people making these sorts of games share dictionaries.
3: You would be disappointed, I think.
4: Yeah. Like, well, what's wrong with you guys?
3: Like, well, what? it's a lot of work to put one together, and then you feel like a sucker giving it away.
2: Yeah. Okay. And also, like, who the fuck are you to give it away? It's not like like you could like we could just publish what we made for Word Realms, but nobody would trust it. Yeah, you know, and it's not it's not necessarily that much better than any of the other data. It's if like the, word, it's like if that the X- graphics
4: were better in World Word Realms so that people
2: would trust it. <laughs> if if XKCD, you know, it's I. This is a dumb distinction. And this is a dumb observation that I made about West of Loathing versus Kingdom of Loathing, how like the art has not really improved, but the graphics have dramatically improved. And it kind of made me think about that in a way that I never had Mm. before. Anyway, that's that's dumb. But also like there's you end up like anytime there's a good set of dictionary data, people really want to sell it. Hmm. Right, which is just a thing. And then when you buy it, it turns out it's also fucking garbage. So, like, there's a bunch of different...
3: We've seen the, like, back end of a couple of professional dictionaries at this point, and it's a dumpster fire. every,
2: Every traditional dictionary was, like, digitized in the 80s, it seems like, and so everything is terrible. Everything is, like clearly like five or six automated translations from one data format to another away from the first time a human typed anything into a computer. Yeah, yeah, this is a real bummer
3: like to me. Really <laughs> horrible nested XML files that like are sort of self-contradictory and all sorts of like, weird, multiple categories that mean the same thing. There's it gotta really be a way to get like
4: data. a bunch of grad students to clean this data up for free. Well, so the, like you,
2: there's like word which we were really excited about because it was like, finally, we're going to have real good dictionary sure. data. And we were like, great, we really need this. Can we take a look at it? And they showed it to us and I was like, nope, this is just as fucked up as everything else. Yeah. Like it just seems like an impossible problem. It doesn't seem like it would be an impossible problem, yeah. but the more you look into it, the less like
3: There it, are some really good curated lists of words, but they're in the like fifty thousand word total category as opposed to the like dictionaries that have hundreds of thousands of words. Yeah. So that's like you're making a bunch of trade offs if you go use one of them. So it's I think like,
2: there are a lot of judgment calls that are made
3: because it's fucking language at every
2: step because it's language right <laughs> it's and you know language constantly changing changes and, and people interpret language differently yeah. and so everything is a is just a like a, a multiplicative product of all of those judgment calls and like it reminds me people talking about dictionary files reminds me of people talking about linux distributions like <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: there
2: you get these like dogmatic schisms about like what you know the only valid dictionary is a dictionary that just takes a corpus of as much text as you can find from every source and lists literally every word. Yeah. And that, even you all know, the
3: typos and.
2: Yeah. yeah. Typos and like, you know, one ST. If you, if you get a dictionary file and it starts with one ST, you know, to throw it away.
1: <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> um, the, you know, entries with punctuation in them. Like it, it is a morass.
3: Yep. Much like language,
2: this game, I think, is pretty good. It you get to a certain level, and it introduces a timer. Oh, like yeah. I don't know what other surprises it
4: has in store. It just punches you in the dick every. Oh, yeah, day.
2: yeah. It's like your phone turns out to have this bo- like a downward facing spring loaded boxing glove, which right. is the hardest <laughs> yoga position. Uh, <laughs> but it, man. I wish that people were buying this game because it deserves it. Yeah, it's it's good. And like everyone should always give Frank Lance a dollar like
3: every, every time you think of something good.
2: Yeah. Every time anything good happens, give Frank Lance a dollar. That'll work. I hope to one day be half as old as Frank Lance. <laughs> I, I hope to one day be half as cool
4: as Frank Lance. <laughs> I I think I was once half as old as Franklin. Just make drop three and a half, and there you go. Um,
2: Anyway, uh, so what we decided to do, uh, because Kevin and I just guessed it on this other Retro Games podcast, and they were talking about how they're re-releasing a bunch of Capcom NES games in some weird remastered format on, on modern consoles. And it reminded me that we have never, as an assignment, played an NES game that was interesting to me as a kid, which was the Chippendale Rescue Rangers game. And I am curious to see how it holds up now.
3: So this is the, like, male dancer...
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's the Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley. You pick... It's a co-op game where one of you is Patrick Swayze <laughs> and one of you is Chris Farley. And
4: you're... No. Um, yeah. It's it's good. We already made the joke. Yep. They're both dead. Really? Patrick yeah. Patrick
1: Swayze uh-huh. died?
2: Oh, man. Yeah, he got, like, stomach cancer and oh. died, like,
4: died, like, three or four years ago. Huh. Oof. Anyway. You know what I heard? Hmm. Tom Breyer got in a car accident and was in a medically induced coma. Who's Tom Breyer? I guess he's only famous to me. Okay, never mind. This is a guy who plays piano. He plays like – he's famous for like sight-reading video game music. Okay. He's a ragtime player. Okay. Um, Really awesome neckbeard. Every video he's in like looks like the 70s because – of the quality of the camera and also the wallpaper and also his hair and also the music he's playing. But he's he, like...
2: Wait, is he, if he's sight-reading video game music from the 70s, that explains why he's able to do it so easily.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look up uh, Tom, B-R-I-E-R, if you're interested in, like, seeing somebody, like, sight-read. Like, someone, someone um, did, like, a piano transcription of the Neon Cat song. If you're interested in seeing a, a, a talented pianist sight read that song, you can go look up this guy, uh, and he is currently like recovering from a bad uh, truck like accident where he was um, his car was hit by a truck, mm. which I just I just found out about this. It was very sad. Well, our our thoughts are with you, guy.
2: We only just found out about, <laughs> and Jim's thoughts are with
4: you the whole time uh, for for the past like two hours. Did that just happen? Oh, I, I just found out about it. It um, happened back in August. Well, that was a long time ago. He's and he's, he, he's re- Well, he's recovering. He is now like... I think he can play with his left hand now.
2: Mm. Can... Uh, did, he, did he do that joke? He said, Will I, will I be able to play the piano after... <laughs> after this medically induced coma and the doctor said yes and the guy said good i've always wanted to know how to play the piano um <laughs> see that's a joke that's a joke yeah, like that's yeah. a that's written that's pre-written a, sh- that's a good joke. short joke it's short yeah
4: that's a, that's important
2: yeah um okay well uh, d- do you guys know who this episode of video game soft talk was brought to you by yeah we listed them all already yeah. no listen <laughs> People, people are starting to pay attention and make lists and go back through old episodes and and get, and categorize and and Oh uh,
4: uh, uh, no! You, so now. Now the pressure archive on. our list. So we <laughs> no,
2: but they just need to be things that we make up. Okay, not lists that we read from other sources. Speeve pick people. Archive.
4: Stam trechels. Steiny Weimaran. <laughs> Whiny steameran. Winnie Cooper. Stevie Catamaran.
0: Cooper Harley Jr.
2: That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 279 of Video Game Saw so Talk with you, and I hope we do it again oh so soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, Kakaboo Boo Belaya.
3: Kakaboo Boo Have a great week, everybody.
1: See ya.
4: Good luck like spelling all those Patreon names, guys. That's like, dude, you, you're gonna have to do it with the using the IPA.
0: Is Kevin is, is say- Balaya like the president of our fan club? Don't
2: be racist. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're about to make a racist joke. I
0: wasn't. <laughs> president of our fan club isn't a race. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, it was. Now it is. When- during the election, there was a race to beat. Yeah, mm, yeah,
3: Kevin, you never say "cackaboo uh, I have in the past said it. Have you? Uh, maybe not on the show. Say it now. I
2: don't believe you can.
3: boo balaya. Okay, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Who is Zoodog? <laughs> Who is Zardoz? <laughs> Who is
2: Princess Zoraldo? <laughs> <What?
1: laughs>